I can be a great dad. I can be a great business person. I can be a great leader. I can be a great husband. People have a hard time of turning it off. Today, we're going to take a little bit of a different spin. We're going to talk about the things that I'm pretty well versed in, just simply because of time. So one of the things that, that I've built over the years as far as just knowledge and knowing what's what is, is health. I've owned a meal prep business for a little over 10 years now and was really, really involved in the fitness industry for many, many years. That's number one. Number two, being a business owner for the last 10 or 15 years has also helped with those types of things. So from the business owner standpoint, we've transitioned from a business owner to investor and back and forth through those throughout the years. So what we're going to do today, I've got Luke with me today, and Luke is going to, Luke and I are going to talk about just different topics that have to do with health, fitness, um, money, parenting, all those different things. So Luke, I will let you ask the questions and direct this thing, and then we will uh, go from there. Yeah, and I'm excited because honestly, you're teaching me these these things like all the time. And so I'm excited to just ask you questions because I think it's stuff that people need to know, especially young people like me who can learn from experience, right? So today we're talking about health and money, okay, which is honestly a normal theme of conversation between me and you. Yeah, sure. Like we talk about, I mean, real estate, you've got your hands in so many different pots, Mm -hmm. okay? So real estate, you know, you're in the meal prep business. You just bought a business, Weddings Costa Rica. I mean, you've yeah. got so many things going. For somebody who's like a young entrepreneur who wants to aspire to be like you. Yeah. So I've got so many questions. So we're going to dive in, okay? Okay. And one of the things about health, okay, you, I see it all the time with meal fit and even sometimes with table on time, okay. but just eat real food. Sure. I want you to talk a little bit about what that means because a lot of people see Real food. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to McDonald's and get yeah, a sure. real cheeseburger. Yep. It's like, well, what's the difference between that and something that you offer with meal, meal fit? So when, when I say, I've said this for years. When I say real food, I mean anything that has one ingredient. I heard a lady say the day, you want to mm. eat things that God created in its purest form. So anything that has one ingredient. So guy in our community of people, guy named Dino. Mm-hmm. Pastor Dino. Dino oh, yeah. Dino's full of life. And he comes to <laughs> me one time. day and he goes, Hey, your brother, your boy needs to lose some weight. And I'm like, <laughs> so I just sit there and I tell him, I say, hey, let's make this super simple. People overcomplicate this all the time. Yeah. Is if you can just eat real food and then yeah. you can move, you will be better off. The real food part is what gets people. Mm-hmm. So look on the back of the box, the package, whatever. And if there are items on there that you can't pronounce, you probably don't need to be eating it because so it's not—it's not real food. It's not no. something that grew, whether out of the ground or from an from an animal. Right. So if we can stick to those things, it's a long, slow road, and it's not going to always give us the quick fix. Mm-hmm. But it's the best thing for us. Now, the thing that I think has the most impact on health yeah. is the things we don't eat. I can't tell you how many times I've seen someone that's normal build, not obese. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a great example. A buddy of mine named Heath. We played a little men's basketball league together. Okay. okay he's in his 40s. Okay. okay. There we go. So you get to a certain point where <laughs> your metabolism starts to slow down and you just you, oh, it, yeah. it just, you can't lose it as much as well. So no. I, lo- I saw Heath one day and Heath had dropped a lot of weight. And he was not obese. He was not overweight. You, yeah. would, you would look at Heath and say, you guy's not overweight. Right. But what happened was... He's playing basketball four or five nights a week. 
And that's pretty good. That's exercise. a lot. That's a lot of cardio. That's a lot of cardio, a lot of movement, a lot of sweat. He's burning a lot Sucker of was still what he considered overweight. But he wow. dropped between 20 and 25 pounds. And I'm like, wow. dude, what did you do? He said that simply, I quit drinking Mountain Dew. People don't understand wow. what happens. And this is a whole other episode. People don't understand what yeah. happens when we take sugar and eliminate it from our diet. Or we take artificial foods and we eliminate it from our diet. When we do that, it unlocks so many more positive things in our body and prevents us from gaining weight, from feeling sluggish. And the list could go on and on and on. Yeah. But a lot of times, it's the things we're not eating That's really as good. opposed to what we are eating. That's really good. Yeah. And if you look at the back, you made a great point. Because yeah. if you look, normally pick up the next grocery item when you go to the grocery yeah. store. And you pick it up and you read the ingredients. Yeah. Like I was heard, I was listening to a doctor talk about this, and there's just these names that you cannot pronounce. Sure. He's like, it's not real. No. It's not real. It, he's actually, so this guy's name is Dr. Bobby Price. I sent yeah. you some videos. I, it was on, great. He's great. Oh he's my really God. good. He talks yeah. about all these things. And yep. I'm like, you don't really think about that. Because mm -hmm. you go to the store, you start buying like, I mean, just chips or whatever. And it's just, it's, it's so bad to put in your body. It's become the norm. And, the problem is it's become the norm in probably really the only last 50 years. Wow. Last 50 years. Sure. Um, for hundreds of years, no, excuse me, for thousands of years, right. we only ate real food because right. it's all we had access to. Mm -hmm. And so our bodies are, are mechanically, biomedically made for that process over the course of thousands of years. But we've just taken the last 50 years-ish and made it to where foods don't go bad. We've made them shelf-stable. Yeah. So if we make things shelf-stable or we make things to where they don't go bad, there's, they've had to add something. Yeah. They've had to preserve it with something. Right. What happens is those preservatives are not real. They're not yeah. real food. And when we take things that are not real and put it into a real body, you're going to have adverse effects. You're going to have sickness. You're going to have weight gain. Yep. You're going to have mental issues because what's in the gut yeah. affects the brain. Man. And the list can go on and on and on. So we're made to eat real food because that's the way we've done it for thousands upon thousands of years. Right. I heard somebody say this one time. They said, if you walk into a chicken, uh, chicken house nowadays, yeah. that chickens cannot, some of, the, some of the chickens cannot walk, walk. around because they pumped them full of hormones. Yeah. And their muscles weren't able to adapt. They've gained so much weight yeah. that their skeletal structure can't handle the crazy. fact that they've gained it so fast. I mean, I think I want to say chickens are from the time of birth to the time of taken out, slaughtered, whatever. Yeah. I want to say it's eight, 12 weeks. Yeah. Full yeah. grown. Yeah. And that's a lot of weight. It's insane. Yeah. So not, not to move talk, topics a little bit, but I want to talk a little bit about um, you are extremely fit. If you walk into a room, people notice like, hey, this guy's different. Mm -hmm. Okay, he works out. And so I want you to talk a little bit about what that weekly exercise, because I've heard somebody say, because we just talked about food, I've heard it's 80-20 mm -hmm. is kind of what people go off of. It's like 80% of it is your diet of yeah. like losing weight, being healthy, being fit. 20% of it is working out. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about how you I don't really like the word balance, but yeah, like yeah. how you prioritize um, exercising because you got you got a large family, man. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of things going on. Yeah. And so, how do you prioritize that? If 
if I'm healthy and I'm fit and I've got energy, I can be a great dad. Mm. I can be a great business person. I can be a great leader. That's great. I can be a great husband. That's great. But if I'm not, if I don't have that energy and have that stamina, the, the bulk of my energy is going to have to go somewhere. Right. And so what I want to do is I want to have the energy and the stamina and the, the strength yep. to be able to do all the things that I need to do for all of those different people. I've got a lot of people that are depending on me. Yeah. I've got three humans at home, three mm-hmm. kids that are depending on me to raise them, to read to them, to love them, to teach them. All the, all the, right. I had a deep conversation with my 14-year-old on the way to school this morning. I've got a wife that depends on me to make the money to support our yep. family. I've got 15 families in here mm-hmm. that are depending on me to lead this, these businesses that we run yep. in order to feed their kids, in order wow. for their kids to buy clothes and shoes. So there's a lot on what I do. Yeah. So for me to prioritize health is extremely important. Yeah. There's three things in life that we have to make extremely important. Yeah. Not in this order. Number one is our health. Right. Number one is our, when I say health, it's a multifaceted thing. It talks about lifting, I mean, exercise, yeah. food, all that. The number two thing is the financial or money part of what we are. Everybody in the world has got to have money. You've got to have a means right. to buy things, to do things, to, for whatever. The third thing is whatever spiritual thought that you have. Again, not in those order, not yeah. in that order, but right. those three things are incredibly important on so many different levels. Right. So when you talk about prioritizing, I feel like we have to find time where nothing else is going on to fit those things. Mm. So for me, it's 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. Wow. There's about three hours of the day where you're not texting me, Sierra's not texting me, yeah. my wife's not needing something, uh-huh. my kids are not needing something. And so for four to seven is my time. It is very sacred. So I wake yeah. up, I read my, I, I have a cold tub, I go about three or four minutes in there, I read my Bible. I then read something else, I kind of right. just get going to the day. I exercise, I come home, most days I sauna, then I start fi- fixing breakfast for my family. So those, I hit just about every facet of what I need to do physically. I don't exercise wow. after that. Really? I don't exercise in the afternoon. I don't do anything. You go anything. home and I, you with the family. I go home. And yeah. now listen, it's That's taken correct. me many years to figure that out. That's a hard thing to do. And people have a hard time of turning it off. So yes. like talk a little bit about that because you do a great job of that. When you're at home, you're with Jackie, you're with the kids, yeah. you're going fishing with Tegan. Right. I mean, so how do you do that like what's the what's the secret there, there is no secret the, the yeah. key for the key is i have over hired mm. staff wise i don't make as much money as i could i could make more money that's great I, if i didn't hire you i could mm-hmm. make whatever let's say whatever i'm paying you i could have that money or said and pay Kristen. said and pay tanisha whoever pick yeah, pick yeah. three or four yeah, people fill in the blank fill in the blank but I've hired people, Ari and her staff, yeah. that does all the marketing. Mm-hmm. I could take chunks of that money from all those people and put it in my pocket. But what would happen was, in order for the business to run successfully, I would have to do a combination of those things. Or I would take whatever you're doing and put some of it on Sierra, some of it on Matt, mm-hmm. some of it on Kristen, and it would overload them. 
That's a good point. So I'm trying to, I, I, I hire to the point to where I don't have to do all those things so that when four, five, six, seven, whatever time I choose to go home, I, I, I'm there. Yeah, that's so great. I make money slower. Yeah. I've made a, I've, I've create wealth slower, mm-hmm. but I also understand that going at my kids for so long. It's true. Yeah. And I want to be able to have that time. And I know that you can compound all this, but I, I, I've got enough now and I'm still creating wealth, but it's just a little bit slower yeah. than what it would be had I had three less employees. Yeah. And I love sense. how it naturally segued into that because health is not just what you put in your body, what you eat, physical exercise, right. but it's also with your business, like creating healthy boundaries. Sure. So not staying late in the office. Sometimes it's going to happen. It's like, like we were at an event the other night. Right. Like, I got home at 11 Friday night. You yeah. got home at nine, 8 or 9 on Saturday night. Exactly. Whatever. Exactly. But then I make up for that time. It, I heard somebody say this one time. I think it's Chad Veach on Leadership Lean In, which he's a great leader of a church out in like Zoe. I think it's Zoe out in California. But he was talking to this guy named uh, Devon Franklin who reminds me a lot of you, honestly. Like, uh-huh. he, he does a ton of different things. I mean, he's a pastor. He's an author. He, uh, I mean, preaches. He goes and speaks. And yeah. he's, he does films and all these things. And, and Chad asked, the, that's why I hate the word balance, because Chad was like, hey, how do you balance all this? you got a family. Mm-hmm. You're you flying over here. You're going to do this. Like, you're going to this speaking engagement. He's like, how do you balance it all? But he was like, it's not balance is priorities. Mm-hmm. He says, so guess what? When I'm over here at work until 10, 10 or 11 o'clock, I'm there. I need to take Saturday and fill up the wife tank or fill up the family tank because that tank while I was at this job was depleting. Yeah. And so you constantly have to gauge, okay, let me fill this out. So a lot of it is awareness and you do an incredible job of just like having that awareness. Mm-hmm. So how Speaking of health, okay, and I do want to get to finances because we'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to that in a second, but just staying on that topic, how do you maintain those healthy boundaries in the workplace, in your job, with your family, like with all of the things? So I, I think that Gary Vee talks about this a lot. Yeah. Okay, he talks about the, the term self-awareness and knowing what I can and can't do. Yeah. Been approached by multiple things about buying this business or buying that business or, or all. And sometimes you have to figure out, okay, how can I help this? How can no. I do this? But I've said this before saying no is a superpower. Mm. Saying That's no good. is a superpower. That's hard to do. It's very, very hard to do because sometimes saying yes means more money. Sometimes saying mm. yes means more relationships. Sometimes saying yes means great, more yeah. influence. Yeah. And, and I have to be okay. Being bored sometimes is okay. Now, that's really oxy- an oxymoron for me because yeah. there's so many things going on. Yeah. But I don't have to have another thing to fill up my day, my nights, my mind. That's when good. in reality, I want to be really, really good at these things. And when it's time to add something that I think that we can A, manage, or B, do well, mm-hmm. we can do that. But a lot of times you got to say no. Like. Yeah. We told somebody no the other day. They asked, want to do a lunch. I said, hey, dude, I ain't got the capacity. I can't do that. And that's yeah. hard to do because I'm turning down money. But Extremely I also hard. understand that, you know, there's certain things I can't do. Yeah. So um, being able to say no is one thing. And then this is, this is kind of a spiritual tilt, too. Yeah. I think that we, we're Jesus-believing 
Christians here. And mm-hmm. we have this special thing that I call the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really kooky for some people, but for us, it's just a way of life. But a lot of times you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. And that is very, very, um, can be kind of scary to some people. Like, what are you talking about? Well, I don't, can't really explain it. But all I know is that sometimes you get a yearning in your soul that says you need to do this or, hey, yeah. don't do this. Yeah. And being able to follow whatever that thing is. Right. Some people say your conscience. Some people say your gut. It's the Holy Spirit for me. Yeah. yeah. Being able to follow that is incredibly important. I'll give you a great example. Yeah. So last night, um, I went and worked with some friends of mine. They're, they have two friends that asked me to work with their kid to, on playing quarterback. Some of you know, some of you don't know. I played quarterback in college. Yeah. So just from, go Blazers. Sheer, yeah, go Blazers. <laughs> just from a sheer number of hours and time, I understand the mechanics and throwing the football right. and things like that just because of time. Right. So last night I sat there, and one of the guys that asked me, he's got three – the three boys that were with him are stepsons. Okay. okay. They're not his biological kids. He married a wonderful lady. Gotcha. And he's got three kids. And I sat there, and I, and I felt like the Lord just said, hey, you need to talk about this. And so I sat there, and I talked about the, the dads in the group. It was me, one dad, two dad, and, and then I wanted to talk about this, the, the real dad, the biological yeah. dad of these three boys. Because yeah. they don't live with him. They're every other weekend kids. Yeah. And I talked about the one guy there. I talked about how good he was at these things. I talked about the other guy and how good he was at these things. And I talked about their dad. And I said, your dad is this. And I don't want to say it because people may know. Your dad is this. I don't even know your dad. But your dad is great because he's got a wonderful uh, reputation for these things. That's so good. On the, and the reason think I was about, think about how awesome that is to hear. Oh as like yeah, a kid. That, and that's why we oh, did hero. it. Yeah, that's the why hero. I did it. But the reason that's I great. did that is because I was re- relating that to football and the fact that that guy did spend so many hours doing this and he's great at that. This yeah. guy did this. This guy did this. And so I related to football. Hey, if you want to be great at this, it's that's an really hours good. thing. Nine o'clock last night, the stepdad sent me a message. Wow. And said, "Hey, I forgot to tell you." Just wanted to thank you so much Man. for honoring the boy's dad in, when, at the beginning. That's so awesome. And I just so sim- simply sit, sent back, the Holy Spirit told me to do that. Okay. And he did. Yeah. He did. What was but, the response you got? Because sometimes some people are like. No, no, no. But, this guy's a believer. He loves believer. Jesus. Okay. He loves Jesus. Hey, so, it, but so, still, sometimes if he's a Baptist or a Baptist. Yeah, no, no. He just hearted it. They don't like the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. They don't like the Holy no, Ghost. He just hearted it. So it was, it was good. Yeah, but that's great. You, I mean, you got to be able to listen to those things. That's so good, man. And I think, I think the way that you described that, I heard you actually tell a story one time about you were talking with a guy and kind of like witnessing to him. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who it was, but he was like, man, I just got this feeling. And oh, yeah. you had the opportunity to just kind of like step in and be like, hey, man, that's a, it's the Holy Spirit for me. You didn't like press it on him or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it was like, it's the Holy Spirit for me. And not the, um, I, I caught something that you said about, you know, we, we were collegiate athletes, mm-hmm. so we relate a lot on that mm-hmm. level. Now I was a baseball player, so you're like, yeah, baseball players. Like, ah, no, I'm just kidding. you aren't really no, an athlete, no, no, you know. But no, no, yeah. no. So you said, "Hey, if you want to do something like you, you said you're gonna to have to work at it." Like, and you always talk about time and consistency. Like to where you've gotten, like to where you are today, mm. time and consistency have played a huge factor. 
Right. And so I want you to talk a little bit about like, okay, what were you consistent in? Like where, where did you spend your time to be able to get to the place of this healthy lifestyle and owning these businesses and being successful at your craft at what you do? Um, from a health standpoint, I've really never stopped. Yeah. And um, it's a consistent thing over time that we just do. And it's now granted, I had a span of time in there where I trained with some of the best fitness athletes in the world. So I probably have a little bit of a leg up there right. just because I was around great people for about eight or 10 years. Sure. So there's a little bit of an inconsistency there as far as just the normal Joe. But yeah. for the most part, I've not stopped exercising since I was 12 or 13 years old. Wow. And like, I don't You go, do it every day. I go every day. Every day. Every single day. 365 days a year, probably 362. But now a lot of people, when you say I go every day, yeah. some people are like, oh, is he going like... No, just heavy no, all in. Like, I'm an hour, an hour and 15 yeah. minutes a day. That's it. And That's sometimes great. I'll go 20 minutes. So like yesterday That's morning, great. Sunday morning, I row on Sunday yeah, morning. That's right. I rode for 40 minutes yesterday morning. Mm. That's from the time I started to the time I ended, there were breaks in there. I was sweating my face off. So good. But like, I need, I feel like I need to move. And I'll say this, I am not an addiction fan, but I feel like I probably have an addiction to Sweat to uh, to like an elevated heart rate, right? Because it makes me feel better, right? But the blood pumping in my body allows me to think better, perform better, make better decisions. Absolutely. So if I'm addicted to something, I'm addicted to that. So the key for me is just not stopping. Yeah. It's just just uninterrupted physical exercise. Now there are times when I've not been in as good a shape as others, mm-hmm. but there are times where I just we just go through. I went through a season of life where I ran marathons, run four marathons. Where I Dang. didn't lift as much. But then I went through a time where I didn't run at all when I was training for the CrossFit Games. And then this past season, I went through a time where I wanted to gain muscle and get bigger and stronger. So I go through different seasons. But yeah. the bottom line is, I'm consistently doing that. Okay? Right. That's the thing, great. The thing that I, the, the story that I tell all the time. Yeah. Is my dad was an extremely successful high school football coach here in the state of Alabama. Yeah. In the Hall of Fame. Won tons of games. Mm-hmm. And he was interviewed by a reporter one time. And the guy looked at him and goes, hey, coach, you've been incredibly successful over the years. He said, but one of the biggest things that everybody says about your offense is you guys are incredibly boring to watch. Yeah. And my dad kind of paused. He didn't say anything. He looked back at him. He says, you know what? I'd rather be bored than be beat. Ooh. And so good. The, 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 good. the monotony of getting up every day, yeah. exercising, Saying yes when I want to say no or saying no when I want to say yes is extremely um, liberating because if I can do that, I can do just about anything. That's from a health standpoint. Yeah. And I heard somebody say this one time. If you're thinking, "Ah, you know what, I I could skip today. I could take a day. You probably, that's your probably your intuition to say, hey, go do it. That's the, yeah. Go do it. Because if you, what you said, you said, even if it's 20 minutes, hey, get up, get your blood flowing, go do something, right? Don't just not do anything. Go sit on the couch. Like, go get your blood pumping, go do something. The hardest part is getting going. It's starting. If part. you can get started, you are, you are 90% there. If you're 10% into the workout, you're 90% there. Because yep. once you get going, you, it will all yeah. flesh itself out. Yeah. So let's segue into finances. Yeah, sure. Um, since... 
you and I have been together, and man, you've been mentoring me and just teaching me all the things. I remember coming to you, and like you're like writing stuff on the. We had whiteboard yeah, sessions where yeah. you're teaching me all the yeah. numbers and how this works, just because I didn't really come from that world. I didn't. Where grow did, up. Let's talk about your background for a second to give people some context. Yeah. yeah. So, so I grew up. Um, well, let's just short version. Yeah. My we are very similar, cut from the same club because my dad was a, a coach, high school coach, high yeah. school coach. My mom was a high school teacher. We're in the school system, and so I grew up. Freeport moved to Eufaula, Alabama, and then went on to play college baseball and do all of those things. But I didn't really understand the value of money. I didn't understand mm. the business side of things. I didn't understand like what a mortgage was. I didn't understand like bank accounts and all this. Sure. Like I just was not taught that at yeah. an early age. And my parents kind of just didn't really talk about money that much. Yeah. And so I remember getting around you and you just being like super open and talking about it and writing out like numbers on the board and saying how you split up what, what bank account you yeah. have for this. And, and, um, and so anyways, my background was not businessy. It was like, and I hear you say this all the time, but just like, Hey, save up, save, save, save 401k or like, just, just put it all away in savings and yeah. then just get to enjoy it in retirement. And so that's what that's what I grew up around. Yeah, sure. And so if you're talking, there's a lot of, and honestly, there's a lot of people like that out there. Oh, there I was people, one of them. I know. And so I would love like, yeah. for you to talk about that transition because I'm making, it's got to be kind of cool because I'm making that transition now. So you're getting yeah. to like kind of see like, oh, this is what, I was like, like trying to make sure. this transition, trying to learn all these things. Yeah. And so t- talk a little bit about you were coaching, yeah. doing all these things, and then you decided, you know what? I grew I'm up in the same. Way. I grew up in the same home you did. Yeah. Um, both parents were teachers, so extremely middle class. Never mm-hmm. made tons and tons of money. No inheritance, anything like that. Same. And so, but but the th- here's the thing about money. Yeah. Money is very very similar to sex. Mm. Money and sex are the two things that people don't want to talk about in their homes to their kids. Dude, that is so... Yes. It's true. It's so true. Especially in a, okay, especially in a Baptist southern Ooh, town. So like southern Baptist. Yeah, exactly. Well, even, I, knew, I knew what side I was sitting yes, on, which pew I was sitting yes. on every Sunday. So like, yeah. so like in a Christian, <laughs> in a Christian culture or in wow, a, any kind of southern culture yeah. where that's kind of the norm, you didn't talk about sex, you didn't talk about money. Wow. So in turn, I didn't have a lot of financial knowledge. My yeah. financial knowledge came in college when I started reading. I did not read a bunch in high school. Right. So I started reading and finding things out. So the, the first thing that ever happened was when I graduated from high school, I got around $2,000 of graduation money, which this is back in 1998. Right. I took 1000 of it and put it in my account and just spent it on whatever. I took another 1000 of it and I gave it to a guy mm-hmm. in the church. And gave, he, we started a mutual fund. I love the story, yeah. And so I just, and so from that point on, I dollar cost averaged, and people don't know what dollar cost averaging is. I just had withdrawal draws every month yep. where I just just put money into the account every month, every month, $25. And what, and what was the money doing? Because I didn't understand yeah. it until. So the money goes into these, buy, it buys shares. Sometimes it buys a whole share, a half share, whatever, but it goes into these, these accounts and it continues to grow. With, go, and it goes to the market. So sometimes the market was up mm-hmm. and my money was worth, I put in 25, but that 25 was worth 35. Sure. And then sometimes it went down where I put the 25 in, but it was worth 20. 
But you, the great thing is you never looked at it. You ne- I never looked at it because it, it would freak was, people out. It would freak people out because I never <laughs> yeah. needed it. But what happens yeah. was when when the when times were bad, when the market was down, I right. would buy the same amount, but it would buy more shares. It would buy more uh, stuff. Yeah. And yeah. that stuff is this, but as the as the as the policy or whatever grew, it got bigger. That's right. And so I did that forever. And it just was a was a combination of a long, long time of learning. Now, yeah. here's another thing. I have a tilt towards thrift and saving. Now I have a tilt towards thrift and investing. Mm. The reason I had a tilt towards saving is because I didn't know where to invest. The so inve- you didn't want to just go throw your money I, at something I, and be like, oh, I hope it works I, out. I didn't understand that world at all. Yeah. At all. My dollar cost averaging went up and down based off of how much I was earning. So sometimes it was little, it was $25 a month. And then sometimes it was up to four or $500 yeah. a month. And before you, before you keep going, if somebody, because somebody's probably watching this and be like, oh, knowing myself, if I'm like watching this, listening to this, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go put my money in dollar, dollar yeah. cost average or whatever. Yeah. Like, so would you advise somebody young to do that? I would like, I would advise my, like anybody young yeah. to have some sort of index fund or some sort of fund that is extremely um, general. Like I'm not going to put an all in tech or all in foreign or all in mm. domestic. Something that has a little bit of tech, a little bit of foreign, a little bit of domestic, all you know, all of these things, so that I can get. So because if tech is really really up, something right. else is probably going to be down, and vice versa. So I want to have a balance, what they call a balanced portfolio of like just general stuff. But the more and more I can put into there, little by little, the more it's going to grow. And it's 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 just like fitness. Yeah. If I can start early, if I can, st- whenever I start, and just compound that on top of each other, you've heard it a thousand times. Compounding interest is eighth wonder of the world because it just doesn't. When you start looking at it, it doesn't make sense. But it, compounding interest grows and grows and grows and grows and grows, yeah. and that's what happened with this account. Yeah, and I just shut my eyes and opened it up my eyes when I was thirty-seven, and I had enough money to buy a down payment for an Man. apartment complex, and that's when. That's not when the, the business owner journey started, but that's a portion of what we did. Yeah. So that's and that's so good because I think it's so good for people my age to hear, mm-hmm. especially my age and the generation oh, yeah. younger than me. Because what happens is we've gotten and you, I mean, I want you to speak to this a little bit, but there is such an instant gratification culture. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I get something at the click of a button. You know, like if I want Man, something, yeah. I got Amazon. I can order something right now and it'll be on my yeah. doorstep tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And so I think that affects people in every facet of life, especially in the financial world, because you've got these people who are like, I sure. want to get rich quick. I want to get rich quick. But it's yeah. awesome to see somebody who is taking the time and like, man, I'm going to invest a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. And how it's turned out for you is like, mm-hmm. hey, if you're just consistent over time, like let something compound. Yeah. and grow exponentially, like you will be better off. It doesn't get as many clicks, and it's not as intriguing. Mm-hmm. That's really But good. it's very, very... The dividends it pays on the back end... Now, I'm not living... Let me make this very clear. Yeah. I am not living for retirement. Right. I live for today. I live for tomorrow. And here's the thing that I've That's learned good. in the last two years. I'm living... Also, to leave a legacy for my kids. Not notice what I said. Notice I said legacy. That's really good. Not money. Yeah. yeah. Now I have talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I have multiple. I have fun. We 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 give money to a what they call a managed account 
every mm-hmm. month for my kids. They don't eat, they, right. they know it, I have it, but they don't know how much money's in there. But this money is there in order to help them understand how money works. Mm-hmm. Am I going to give that to them when they turn a certain age? No. They will right. be taught what to do. Yeah. It's, you you want to leave, you leave your, I heard somebody say this, you want to leave your money and your kids enough money to do anything they want. But you don't want to leave your kids so much money that they don't have to do nothing. That's really good. So I, my goal is to continually. Because they don't understand the value they, of money. They don't. They'll, had, go, they'll go out and blow it and do whatever. I had like the conversation with John this morning cool. about it. Yeah, if you would have given me a, a, bunch, a ton of money out of college, oh. not knowing, not having the knowledge of like how to invest, how to do this, I would have went blown it. Blown it. And, and some people are, are, are tilted towards, towards that. Yeah. But the biggest thing we have to do with our kids, no matter how wealthy you are, yeah. is you got to teach them the value of a dollar. You got to teach them how to invest. You got to teach them what you're. Jeremy Simmons and I had this conversation one day on the podcast. His kids have no clue what, how much money he makes. Wow. My kids do. Okay. My seven-year-old doesn't. Wow. But my 14 and my 11-year-old. Because I want them to understand what the funnel of money looks like. And if mm. I am secretive about money and I am secretive about sex, yep. they are going to find that information out somewhere. That's and I so would good. rather them find it out from me than me to Man. have to go back and teach them something. Here's That's the thing. so good. The hardest thing in the world is unlearning what you thought you knew. So if my Ooh. kid is exposed to something online, yep. if my kid is exposed to something at school by a kid, and let's just talk sex and money. Yeah. Say it's about money, and they've heard that money works this way. What do I got to do now? I got to right. go back and unlearn them that though this is not right. So I want to c- get button head yeah, exactly because they're like well, depending no, on how old they are. Yeah. So I want so to good, control man. the narrative about sex and about money wow. in my home. I love so that. that. So that if if somebody's gonna screw them up, it's gonna be me. Yeah. It ain't gonna be Instagram. It ain't gonna be YouTube. It ain't gonna be Johnny up the street. It's got a you know right. something on his phone. It's gonna be me. And so I feel like we've been successful enough to understand what money is and what yeah. sex is so that we can control that narrative with our kids. Because if I can control the narrative with our kids, I have no excuses as to them not being successful down the road. That is so good. And I know we're running out of time yeah. here. And we're going to talk about tons of stuff sure. to come. And I think, honestly, we could, we could talk more about this in depth, continue to go in depth, because I feel like you have so many practical principles that people can apply it's just like what you just talked about man i didn't grow up in that home like that hey let's 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 be open about this let's talk about this about sex and money Mm -hmm. and then a lot of it was like learning like on my own around the people i was in school with and guess what a lot of my past 10 12 years have been okay there's there's a different way and this way, <laughs> this way is better. Yeah. Like than what I kind of taught myself mm-hmm. or I learned for myself. And so, man, I appreciate you so much. And I just want to take the take the moment to just honor you and how much you pour into like me and this next generation and just your team. And I get to see it day in and day out. And I'm so grateful for you and just the the vast knowledge that you have about all of these things. <laughs> I've I- I think wisdom. The, I think yeah. I <laughs> think the thing that the best thing that we can do is learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah, and understanding 
that I don't know at all. Yeah. But I do know what I do know, and I do know what doesn't work for, for where we've been. Um, yeah. That's critical. But also you learning from us, but then yeah. me learning from a guy like Justin Kraft, who's just oh, yeah. oozing with wisdom and experience. Yep. And a guy... Um, just different guys that we've had on, on our podcast. David yeah. Oakley, for example. Ooh, I mean, David Oakley so understands so many things about real estate that I've just... Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's forgotten more about real estate than I'll ever know, <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah. Um, so understanding and getting around people that have a positive way of breathing life into you yeah, that great. is in the, the moral, high moral standard. Because there's a lot of people out there, Luke, yeah. that go about business, go about life that may not line up with our morals mm-hmm. and having someone that, that loves Jesus, that wants to do the right things financially, wants to do the right things morally. That is not easy to come by. Yeah. And so what, so what we try to do, and sometimes it's slower, Oh yeah. yeah. but slow is not always a bad thing. Sure. So it's exactly right. Yeah. Well, this has been great, man. Yeah, this I can't good. wait to do it next time. No, I think, <laughs> I think that, I think that for us doing more of this yeah. is good because this gives us a chance to talk about things that are going on in our lives but right. it also gives you a chance to ask questions. And then, because here's the thing, if there's somebody out there, whether it be a parent or not a parent, that wants to understand the way a normal human being does it, this is a good platform for them to see, so to listen to, because it's like, you know, the guy, that, you know, you're sitting in a room full of kids and they don't want to ask questions. Well, you know, the question you have in your mind, there's a guarantee there's somebody out there also that oh, has absolutely. the same question. So let's ask these questions. Let's get this information out there and let's help as many people as we can. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, guys. 